0: From the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula (laughs) Vojtyn.
1: Remember when you were younger and your parents left for the weekend (laughs) and it was Friday, but you're still in school and you know that your mom and dad have just taken off? And you hanging out with your friend, Chef and Nick, and you're like, yo, come on over. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. You're calling everybody that day, now, uh, and, and I just, I just want to say this is the Jean Ursula show. Ursula, uh, as you guys know, uh, she's going to be uh, attending her mom's memorial. We really appreciate Ursula for even coming in today. When she, we told her to stay home, but we appreciate her hard work and our thoughts and prayers are with Ursula and her family on this day. Well, Chef, it's time to have a good time. And by the way, I just was thinking too, yeah. I feel sorry for kids today because back Why? when we was going up growing up there was no ring camera. Uh. You know, There was none of that stuff. There was no notification every time the door opened. All that stuff. So, uh, kids, y'all got it bad. But uh, right now, let's get to Agree to Disagree.
0: Brought to you by Guardian Roof and Gutters.
1: One of these days, we just got to take off the gloves. Just really go at
0: it. Uh, G, you've, you have talked about uh, your therapy journey recently. And I, I saw an article written by a, a therapist in the Washington Post that really caught my attention. Uh. Apparently, 90% of people who are in therapy lie to their therapist. We've talked about how people lie to their doctors before and and this particular therapist says that it is self-defeating. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to see the goals that you want to achieve unless you're completely honest. Do you understand why people do this or do you think people should where do you fall on this line? Yeah.
1: Uh, yesteryear in marriage counseling, trying to get therapy and get better help with marriage, I lied all the time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, every single time. Now, you're right. You lie to your therapist. Then you're just. You might as well just take money and just rip it up, burn it, because that's all you're doing. As a matter of fact, you're wasting your time. And if you're not, if you're gonna lie to someone that's trying to help you figure out navigate where you are in life then basically you would stand in, in the mirror and just lie to yourself. So if there's ever a time to maybe tell the truth,
0: it might be to your therapist. See... I understand why you want to tell the truth to your therapist and to your doctor. What they surmise in this article is that uh, when we first meet someone, we engage in something called self-presentation. That is putting our best foot forward. And we often don't disclose things out of you know fear of being judged, out of shame, embarrassment, yep. etc. Uh, but I completely understand why people do it. I mean, have you ever gone to a doctor for the first time, and you sit down with them, and they're like, I would like you to tell, you, tell me about the most intimate details of your life and everything that's affecting you and going wrong? I think part of the problem is that we have so many medical providers these days that we don't have established relationships with, and in order to trust someone in order to share what's really going on with your life, you have to establish rapport. You have to establish trust. And that takes time. And unfortunately, it also takes a lot of probably throwing money in the garbage. Mm-hmm. But the the idea that you could walk into a therapist and just immediately share the deepest parts of yourself I don't know. Like, how do you have the courage to do that personally?
1: Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's tough. I think that um, once you go into it, is I think it's like the gym, right? Mm. I think that everyone who has like maybe had that anxiety of going to the gym because they maybe are thinking, hey, I don't know what to do, or they're thinking, I don't want to be around a lot of people while I am trying to do something. I don't lift as heavy weight. There's a lot of insecurity that happens when people go to the gym, but that insecurity starts to fade away once you start to go more and more. So I
0: think that's the good news of it as well. In their entire history, Northwestern University has never sold out their basketball arena until now. Why? The reason, Caitlin Clark. Yes, Caitlin Clark. <laughs> of course. In Iowa, apparently, when they when they uh, started selling tickets, fans were lining up outside the arena. Yeah. The cheapest ticket for a women's college basketball game is two hundred and forty three dollars. This isn't even the postseason. G. And we have conversations about whether uh, whether women's sports can ever catch up with men i just want to know from your perspective whether you think watching women's sports is as fun as watching men's sports yes yes
1: let me tell you what's going on right now nba basketball which by the way um if all the nba fans that are out there and maybe you could maybe relate to this When Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, of course, they came into the league in 1980. And that was really the turnaround of the league. It started to get exciting, and it just took off from there into the 80s. Michael Jordan was drafted into the NBA in, like, 1984. And then we all know what the 90s were like with the Bulls and all that good news. And so NBA basketball was a very exciting time. And we all know about the Supersonics, and they were here, all kinds of stuff. But not just since the Sonics uh, were stolen, not since uh, Clay (laughs) Bennett (laughs) took the Sonics from here back in uh, 08. but the really thing, that the NBA brand is awful right now, and nobody cares to watch it. And as a matter of fact, there are women's college basketball games that are getting better ratings than the NBA. Really? Yes, I'm telling you. There's a lot of pe- people are watching LSU. They're watching Iowa. They got these great players, and it is exciting right now. So, yes, this whole idea that—and uh, this is what I just love—is— we are really starting to watch these things. We're not just talking about it. We are starting to watch women's sports. The Storm has been amazing here in this town and what they have done. Um, women's sports are starting to take off. So back to this whole point, Caitlin Clark and what she's doing for Iowa, she's exciting to watch. Chef, the NBA brand is trash. So much so, I'll ask a question. When is the last time that you watched an entire NBA game from beginning to end? You, Nick, Go ahead. Answer that.
0: Seriously. Probably like four or five years before the Sonics left.
1: Nick. Seriously. I mean, they left around the same time I was just starting to cling on to the team. So maybe like a year or two. That's what I'm saying. Like, nobody yeah. watches basketball games. And even even if you're a basketball fan, a lot of uh, youngsters and a lot of folks are just watching highlights now so they can get the gist of what happened.
0: Okay, so this is how I'm changing on this. Because I used to think that, uh, okay, women's sports can't be as exciting because, you know, can't run as fast, jump as high, throw as hard, et cetera. Uh-huh. But honestly, man, I'm getting to a point where I have very little desire to watch professional sports and I have very little desire to watch the most hyped college sports that being uh, men's college football obviously there's no women's college football but uh, college football and men's college basketball and in fact tonight uh, we're going to take Matthew and the kids to go see a girls high school basketball game Mm. because my son is playing basketball I feel like he needs to learn the sport I realized that where I learned a lot of things or at least completely understood the game was watching the Sonics but I, I can't. I really can't support either spending the money to go to a professional stadium for any sport. Uh, or watching like college football on TV right. when I have so much more fun going mm-hmm. to, to to the park right. to watch little kids play baseball or going to watch a high school game. Yeah. At this point in my life, I think high school sports is more entertaining than professional sports.
1: No doubt. Somebody just asked me, uh, 206 asked, uh, what was the last women's sports, uh, G, that you watched, a full game? It's funny you say that. It was LSU against South Carolina. I think it was like last week sometime, and it was incredible. South Carolina won that game, but it was exciting. And that game specifically, I'm talking about, that game drew crazy ratings. So, what's the next one?
0: Foreign or domestic, Michael Medved told us in the 10 o'clock hour about uh, two Oscar nominated films that he recommends. One is Anatomy of a Fall, which is French, and Past Lives, which is directed by a a Korean director. Gee, uh, (laughs) I used to kind of like snub my nose when people would recommend foreign films. What do you think is better, foreign or domestic films these days? Okay, I don't know how to do nothing but be
1: transparent. Yeah, And I'm glad you admitted that. When I would hear foreign film, I would automatically think, Oh, that's probably going to mean possibly subtitle. Yep. That's going to possibly mean I can't have my phone in my hand because I'm going to have to pay attention. And but what I'm learning now about foreign films are the wide variety of different plots. And they be amazing. So when uh, Michael Medved said today and he talked about anatomy of a fall, I was like, oh, Let me put that aside because I'm actually going to go watch that. And so I find myself watching. And and I don't know if there's any folks out there that keeps up to date on Korean dramas Anybody mm. out there that love the Korean dramas out there, you know what I mean? Like there's some great plots out here that is starting to happen. So when I now hear foreign films, I'm thinking, yes, give it to me because we get something else. Because you know, for some reason, in America, we want to make Fast and the Furious 27, 29 <laughs> times, right? Like we want to go yeah. one, two, three, four. Yeah. Can we get a different plot? We want to remake Roadhouse, which was one of the greatest movies of all time with Patrick Swayze. Made He rest in peace, but I'm getting on my soapbox right now. I'm sick and tired of domestic films just having the same. You know how it is. It's the same plot.
0: So it is the same plot. And uh, American films are all about like bigger is better. We're going to spend a quarter of a billion dollars on special effects. There's going to be things exploding everywhere. Half of the film is going to be computer animated. Yeah. And the only films these days that have good plots that are American like, I feel like they, they need to define themselves by being so strange and quirky and, yeah. like, artistic that they're nearly unwatchable. Virtually every time I watch a foreign film that's up for any kind of award, I have an excellent time watching it. Yeah. One of the reasons that you mentioned, G, is the subtitles. I actually have to watch the movie. Yeah, I know. And my attention span is so short these days. Mm-hmm. If it's not a gripping movie, I'm going to be up and down if I'm at the house. I'm doing laundry. I'm like, I'll come back to that. But anyways, there's a couple of uh, recommendations for movies for you folks for this weekend. Interesting idea from The Atlantic. Okay. And they bring up the question, why don't we teach people how to parent? They say, quote, American society hasn't embraced the idea that child rearing can or should be taught formally. Meanwhile, many parents are struggling to figure it out for themselves. Do you think we need parenting classes either in schools or to normalize that for folks? Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Look at at how we look at how the majority of us parent. Mm -hmm. Most of us parent by way of. Well, that's what my mom used to do, or that's what my dad used to do, right? Or you call back to your parents and says, hey, this is the situation, what's going on? So a lot of times, we parent by usually, A, what we saw growing up, right? You saw those things. You know what? Let me just, let me get a little personal here. Yeah. Um, Growing up, I had physical discipline. Mm Mm-hmm. I was spanked. Yeah. And I thought that I pretty much turned out really well. Like, I don't commit crimes, I don't get in trouble. I, there's a lot of things that I don't do. So I automatically thought that the reason why I don't do a lot of things today, this is, this is, as I was a young parent, is because of those butt whippings yep. <laughs> that I used yep. to get. I, at the same time, started to do that myself and spank my Mm -hmm. kids, right? And I did that. I look back on it, and I don't want to get into, this is not a time for me to tell people how to parent, because I don't want to do that. I don't want to make that the topic. But if I had an opportunity to do it again, I personally would not spank and the reason why I would not spank is because I think spanking is the easiest thing to do. Yes. It's harder not to spank than it is to spank. When you spank, that's a default. No thought to it. Do it because I said so. I'm your, I'm your parent. Spank, spank, spank. But when you don't have that mechanism and you actually have to talk it through with your children, one, you're teaching them. And you're showing them a better way that doesn't show violent behavior. And oh, by the way, do we have a problem in this country of violent behavior? I don't want to answer that, but I'm just telling you how I look at parenting
0: it 's funny you mentioned spanking, actually. I ran across my my grandpa wrote uh, poetry, and I ran across some poem he wrote about me that I was reading to Matthew last night, and it referenced spanking and I had to explain to him what that was, and he was like he was horrified he's like, "Wait, people would hit you with a wooden spoon or like a spatula or a hairbrush he couldn 't fathom it well i 'm not against the the idea of parenting classes. I think that there's a particular idea that has taken hold in our current society that is somewhat dangerous, and that is the idea that what we do as parents is going to determine how our kids turn out. I think that we believe we have far more influence over our kids than we actually do, and the way that we parent matters more than it actually does. I mean, throughout human history, most people have turned out pretty well largely in spite of the parenting that they received. And I just think we give ourselves too much power as parents, and we also worry too much about what we're doing wrong. Like I think most people's kids, they're going to be fine, yeah. either in spite of you or because of you. Yeah. Well, I think that if you are a parent today of young kids,
1: I just want to just say to you, <laughs> I, it, it's it's got to be hard. It, it is got to be hard. I mean, even when my kids were younger, man, like this whole social media wasn't like it is right
0: now. Yeah.
1: Like this is like, wow, technology. You're having to deal with so many things. And oh, by the way, you got to worry about, you know, keeping the lights on and the, and the roof over the table mm-hmm. or over over your head. A lot of stuff. All right. So, Chef, you have an idea, and Mm -hmm. it comes from our good buddy, Paul. And by the way... Paul Holden, who's one of our producers here at the station, is one of my favorite people. He's been doing something new on SMN, and I'm jealous. He's been basically giving everyone some ideas of what to do on the weekends. And, Chef, so he's going to come in and hang out with us? Heck yeah. Man, I love that. Paul Thinking Holden joins us next. Gene Ursula. Ursula. Universal show. Good morning everybody. Chef is here. Nick is here. Really appreciate you guys listening to the show. It's my favorite time because, Paul, we don't have you come in enough. Paul Holden is here. He is the producer extraordinaire on basically every show. You're the utility guy around here. Good morning to you, Paul.
2: Uh, good morning, yeah, i I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm back again, and, and this time yeah. not after uh, someone came to my house covered in mace. That I'm glad to be on the show for uh, for more fun reason this time. Right,
1: right. <laughs> so, Paul, here's the thing. You do this new thing now on Fridays on the morning show, SBB. Mm-hmm man with Colleen O'Brien and uh, Dave Ross. I love it. It's fantastic. Can you play some of that feature? And then after that, we can talk about... Oh, you got it? Let's talk about what's going on. It's Friday then. It's Saturday Sunday. What? It's Friday then. It's Saturday, Sunday. What? The best day of
2: the week has arrived yet again. Yes, I said the best day. And we got another weekend full of fun stuff to do in Seattle and in the region. Kicking things off is a busy Friday full of tasty treats and funky beats. Mm, don't. Mighty O' Donuts is celebrating its 21st birthday. Head over to the Green Lake location for specialty donuts, gift card giveaways, 2003 throwback jams, and more. The party goes from 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. If beer is more your thing, and in case you are curious if French onion soup would make a tasty pint, the Strange Brew Fest is for you. What's that? This, my friend, is a pint.
0: It comes in pints. Oh.
2: The 18th edition of this two-day festival starts today with over 20 breweries showing off out-of-this-world brews to go with this year's theme. Plus, there will be live music tonight and tomorrow as well as food and a live glass-blowing demonstration. The Strange Brew Fest is in Port Townsend at the American Legion Hall. You will need a ticket, and they can be purchased at strangebrewfestpt.com. Fun with food isn't the only thing going on this weekend. Down in Olympia, it's time to get funky. The Olympia Funk Festival runs from today through Sunday and features acts like George Porter Jr., the Rumble, and Polyrhythmics. You can get more info and tickets at olifunkfest.com. Maybe the weather has you in the mood for a movie, and this weekend you can share the magic of the big screen with your kids, or experience one of the greatest trilogies of all time. The Seattle Children's Film Festival starts tonight and runs through next weekend. I spoke with the executive director of the film festival, Kendra and Cheryl, and she gave me some recommendations.
3: Our opening night uh, is uh, WALL-E at the Pacific Science Center. That will be really special. Our closing night film is a film called The Inventor, and it was actually shortlisted for the Oscars this year, and it's written and directed by Jim Copabianco, who is the writer Ratatouille, and it's a stop-motion animation film about Leonardo da Vinci, and it's beautiful. It's a big cast. It's so much fun. And then we have another film called Mountain Boy, uh, which is a beautiful film from the UAE, and it's about a young autistic boy who is traveling across the UAE to learn more about his family. And then the final one I'll say is we do have a teen night uh, on Friday, February 9th. Uh, co-creating. Presented with Teen ticks And so teens get in for $5. We have a silk screen, a screening activity, a shorts program, and a feature film. And the feature film is a, a documentary about homeschooled teens preparing for their first prom. So it's really home, um, really heartwarming. You have my life
0: or death, I can protect you. You have, you have my sword. And you have my gold.
2: And my axe If you've always wanted to marathon The Lord of the Rings Extended editions of course The SIF Cinema in downtown Seattle Is bringing the trilogy back to the big screen Tonight you can catch a screening of The Fellowship of the Ring And on Saturday all three Lord of the Rings movies will be shown SIF will also be showing The Hobbit trilogy early next week Celebrate the Lunar New Year and the Year of the Dragon on Saturday with events throughout Seattle. The Wing Loop Museum will be holding its annual Lunar New Year Fair. There will be a traditional lion dance, calligraphy lessons, informative sessions, and plenty more. The lion dance is at 10 a.m. Saturday, and the Wing Loop Museum will open at 11. The Seattle Asian Art Museum will also be celebrating Lunar New Year with live performances and a lion dance, plus story times, a book raffle, food, and more. It all gets started on Capitol Hill at 10.30 Saturday morning. Also on Saturday, if you were curious about an e-bike or maybe looking for a new set of wheels, the Seattle Bike Swap goes from 8 to 2 at the Seattle Center Exhibition Hall. Plenty of things to do this weekend, so don't miss out. Paul Holden, Cairo News Radio.
1: Paul, first of all, thank you. I'm sure I hope that there is someone listening. You got at least one thing to do. What made you start doing this? I I moved here in the pandemic,
2: and I have been kind of making it my goal to really get involved with doing stuff in Seattle or knowing what's going on because I didn't get the chance to for the Basically the first half of when I lived here. So uh, there's things that I just think so many people would be interested in going to if they just heard about it. The last week we had a beard competition. There's just so many things going on that I just wanted to find new stuff for myself and then show that uh, appreciation for cool stuff going on to see if anyone else out there wants to
0: do stuff.
1: Chef, you gonna say something? Yeah, I, be honest. I have, some, I have something good to be say. Be honest,
0: you're going you're going to the Lord of the Rings marathon, aren't you? I, I would definitely like to <laughs> go and see the Lord of the Rings. That's if I was picking it, I would pick. I would nothing pick, says a day like
2: twelve hours. I don't know if I can Lord do the, the marathon. I don't know if I can do the marathon, but going to see two towers in on the big screen again, and I've never been to SIF, the downtown cinema. Yeah, where, you know, so I don't. I know there's like former the Choc- Cinerama. Yeah, yeah. So I know that it's kind of a unique experience to go there mm-hmm. and. And uh, it was just cool talking movies this weekend. I uh, you, you heard that qu- uh, clip there from from Kendra from the Chil- uh, Seattle Children's Film Festival. Right. There's just I, I love going to the movies. I'm, I I don't know if you're if you feel the same. I know you
1: like watching movies. Gene, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of done with the movies. You're done with the movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I just
2: think it's I, I I would miss out on on some big stuff. I love streaming stuff at home. I like it, but when Lord of the Rings, especially, I think right. it's so cool that movie theaters are bringing these older movies back that yeah. we all loved. Get another chance on the big screen.
1: Paul, I told everybody, I'll tell you again, you're one of my favorite people. Thank I mean, you. no doubt about it. Whenever Paul comes into work, Chef knows it. It just lightens up my it just brightens <laughs> up my day. Now, before you go, Okay. I thought about this, right? I was thinking like, oh let's see, Chef, should I wait? Should I wait to say this to you off the air? <laughs> but I'm like, no. I love Paul. Yeah. So next week, are you doing this again next week? Uh, next Friday. Yeah, that's I mean, your plan. Yeah, I think so. Okay. When you get back to your desk and you're figuring out all the things to do for next week and you put it together, do your boy a favor. One of your favorite people. I want you to say to yourself, self, it is Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just a couple. couple you know, what I
2: mean? <laughs> Got to you know. Start with Lunar New Year first uh, with, yeah, with yeah, this yeah, weekend. Yeah, good call. You know, yes, and you then, did. I
1: did see you doing the Lunar New Year. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you for that, Paul. Yeah. No, so, you, you, you are right. I'd actually. That's actually a great point. Yeah. I'd
2: love to know about cool stuff that's going on. If you know about stuff that's going on, feel free to let us know on the text line or let us know. I definitely would love to no, highlight hold that. On. Stuff.
1: How, can they find you on Twitter? Uh, yeah, you can
2: find me, Paul Holden33, on uh, on Twitter if you want to keep up to date. I usually talk about uh, Rockies baseball mostly there, but uh, yeah, I'm going to try to be more in- engaged with
1: uh, stuff going on in yeah, Seattle you as just, well. You just got on Seattle's radio just now and you just told the people, after I just promoted your Twitter, <laughs> and you told the people, I talk about Rockies baseball. Get out of here, Paul.
0: right, AG. <laughs> Thanks for having uh, me. Hey, Misery loves company. I don't mind Absolutely. watching the Rockies. All
1: right. Paul Holden, everybody, make sure you guys. Guys, uh, pro- uh, follow him he is one of the best people around Chef is here, Nick is here to come up next, your text messages, feedback and then we'll have words to live by it's Jen Arshlow. and ursula everybody really appreciate all of you for listening to the show if you're asking where was ursula at uh just so you know she had her mom's memorial today so she wanted to make sure she at least came to work today and be here and then she wanted to take off so we really appreciate ursula for that uh our thoughts and prayers are with her and her family on this day text messages Providence forced to forgive millions in medical uh, debt that never should have been collected. Bill and Shelton says... I got really sick when I was 25, and my hospital bill ended up being almost $20,000. I couldn't afford it, and no one told me I qualified for low-income assistance. Was harassed by collection agencies for months and had almost half my checks garnished for five years and still haven't paid it off 12 years later. But, hey, I'm not being harassed anymore.
0: Wow. Wow. Chef, you want to help us yeah. out? Yeah. Okay, on scenarios, I'm dating a witch, and I'm scared to break up. B and Q Olive says, that juju is 100% real. My cousin's a witch. She has an altar with spells, crystals, and herbs. He's stuck. The only way he can get out safe is when she releases him.
1: Ooh. <laughs> Doug and Mount Vernon's, Vernon says, if you get sudden neck pain, you might look around for a doll that looks like you. <laughs> Gee, you've got some uh,
0: sock puppet names for sure. Show characters and Mike in Portland says, "I want to know why G has such an axe to grind over guys named Steve." Yesterday, Steve was getting harassed for checking out the OnlyFans page in the Christian school line, and today he's getting he's getting harassed for being at the strip club. What gives, G? Okay, I'll be fair,
1: Mike, because Steve sounds like that they would check out OnlyFans. Do
0: you know my dad's name, Steve G? <laughs> See, I always get myself in trouble. There is no name that is safe. Cletus is safe because there's
1: nobody named Cletus. Nobody said anything when I brought up Jacquez. (laughs) (laughs) Women's sport versus men's sports. Brad in the 253 says, no way. Hate to say it, but it's so true. Women's
0: basketball is slow. Okay. Competition is competition. B says the women's division in WWE and AEW are topping the men's division.
1: 360 ask a question. Are there any women's sports where it's okay to not be interested in and not be crucified? I don't like women's combat sports like boxing, MMA, or pro wrestling. Maybe I'm old-fashioned, but watching women fight is completely unappealing. Okay, I, I I'm not gonna judge that. I appreciate your transparency. But why is women fighting unappealing, but not men fighting being unappealing? I would I would re, I would understand if you said fighting is unappealing.
0: Uh, I don't see any issue with that, man. It's okay to have preferences. Like, no. there's plenty of women yeah. who don't like seeing guys beat each other up either. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, if I'm gonna yeah. be real, yeah. There's something uncomfortable about watching women fight who I know could destroy me. Oh, uh, I understand that. Uh, uh, You want to get the next one? Drunk Driving. Anonymous in Auburn says, I got a DUI about 10 years ago. I developed a pattern of drinking and driving with no concern. When I got caught, I blew a point oh eight five, and was so thankful my punishment wasn't severe because it was a reality check and it changed my life since then the max i ever have is one drink before driving and that's very rare the punishment i received was fair and made me realize i'd been making bad choices i think people need to have some leniency for the first dui because you don't realize how little it takes Hmm, good one
1: Liquor and Cannabis Board drops enforcement of lewd laws. Brian in Bellevue, our good buddy, says, I'm for it. Sounds like tonight is the night to go to Cap Hill. It does sort of come off as spineless, though, that they paused and made a change after a fairly minimal amount of pushback.
0: Mike in the 360 points out the opportunity for big tips just went way up.
1: In honor of Ursula, I'm not reading that. Okay. I'm not reading that. Don Homer says, As a gay person who wants my equal rights, at the same time, I do not want special rights. Just because a gay bar is a gay bar, it should not be treated any different than in every other. If there are rules against lewd behavior in straight bars, gay bars should not get exceptions just because they are gay. It's called equality, which is all I have ever been asking for.
0: Mm, good point, Brian and Yelm says The only issue I've got with any kind of establishment Is when I find hair in my food or drink That's lewd Let's get to words to live by Brought to you by Wilcox Farms And on the topic of nudity Just from It's appropriate, don't worry Okay There are few nudities so objectionable As the naked truth Oh Feel better. Uh, Get your heart going a little bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, you know when, when, when Ursula's gone, you know, I, know. I just, oh I know. man, the babysitter's gone. Uh, brother Nick, what's up, man? Well, a
2: lot of talk today about what crossed the line or not, deciding should it be allowed or do we drop it like it's hot? From politicians flipping back and forth on ages to retire to the amount of clothes you wear or lack thereof that shops require. But we can strongly all agree what blew our standards all away was hearing marathons of microdosing from mushroom Mike Bublay. So take Paul's good suggestions on this weekend's time of fun. I don't want to catch you half naked through
1: while you're on the run. At least wear some boxer briefs or something. Come on now. Nick, you're the MVP in Mm. that, brother. Hey, um... I don't know if We Are The World was a great song that you loved back in the 80s, mm. right? Maybe I'm dating myself, but some of those, some of my Gen X and Baby Boomer uh, brothers and sisters. Is that a
0: Coke commercial?
1: No, we are. No, no. We Are The World, you know, with Quincy Jones, and yeah. uh, who directed, and Michael Jackson's in it, and all the famous stars. Well, I will give you some appointment Watchings for you this weekend Netflix is called The Greatest Night in Pop and it talks about that night and how they put together We Are the World I'm gonna tell you it's going to be nostalgic for you it's gonna bring you down memory take you down memory lane and also teach you some things I learned so many things in the first five minutes Chef that I was blown away that I never knew it's incredible I don't wanna spoil it okay yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't want to spoil it. It is absolutely incredible. The greatest night in pop is on Netflix right now. If you need something to do tonight with you and your family, watch that. It's incredible. Chef, have a great weekend, buddy. You too, brother. Have a good one, brother. Nick, have a good one. You too, my man. I see Jack Stein staring at me right now. Jack, <laughs> did, this dude is so ready to start his show. I I, I wonder if he left Spike because sometimes I'd be worried, like, man, Jack, don't hey, give give Spike a chance. To oh, talk he's from way time back to time. in the trail right now. <laughs> Trying to catch up. Jack and Spike Show comes up next. We appreciate you for listening. Love you for that. And as always, be kind. Hope you
2: have as much fun as we have. So long, everybody.